actually really excited. I know, me too. I've uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I'm really excited. And okay, so we're we're back. Are we? We're starting. Yes, we're starting. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the greatest story ever told. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Some of you might have. We were on a break, a little Bible break. We have done a lot. We've been through a lot. It's a really hot day in New York City. Yeah, although the this episode will be coming out after First Chronicles, so the, the break will have already ended via okay. First Chronicles. But we are recording. This is the first time we're recording after the break. So we took three weeks off. Yeah, we took three weeks right? off. Um, yeah, how was your, like, three weeks without the Bible? It was really high and really low like generally I mean I honestly really missed the bible like Mm -hmm. I mean I missed this a lot and I kept like finding myself like just wanting to know what was gonna happen next you know yeah and because we we've been going through it so rapidly and then like it was like a screeching halt for three weeks and I didn't touch it and I had there were several moments where I was like wait what what is happening in the book without me yeah Um, Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting because I was thinking too, like I missed the Bible as well. And I feel like so much was happening and like things were changing. I feel like my moods were all over the place. I think right now, like everybody's kind of having like a bonkers energy, at least like all my friends, like you, like we all like, like crazy, like, you know, we like tried to go to a party. We went to a really fun party, but like at the beginning of it, everybody was kind of just like, like literally everyone had like fear in their eyes and was like sweating. Yeah. Like for whoever doesn't know, I'm back in New York um, officially. And once I started getting back into the Bible and knowing that this was coming up, it was like very comforting because it was like structure, but also like something familiar and yeah, because everything feels so like psycho bonkies right now. Yeah, everything is bonkies except for the Bible. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yes, things, yes. I was truly thinking like everything changes, like life changes so fast. My moods fluctuate, like everything changes, but the Bible never changes. No, like, that's that's great. I think that's, you're articulating what I'm, what I was feeling and like why it was so comforting to get back to it. Cause I was like, this, this has been around. It will be yeah. around. I'm, you know, it's not changing. Um, yeah. Might have like my changing emotions and physical location the bible is staying the same the bible is staying the same and it is it is a little bit well I mean I would say scary but I don't feel scared I actually feel exhilarated by the fact that like the bible genuinely gives me comfort like okay that's so funny (laughs) that you said that because I it's somewhere in my notes for second chronicles but there was a verse that I read and I literally wrote something like (laughs) I'm scared that I'm becoming a Christian or like Uh or something like this verse makes me feel like a Christian because I felt so much comfort from getting back to it as a whole but one specific verse and I was like oh my god what's happening to me I know it was really crazy I don't feel like I'm becoming a Christian because no I think one of the things one of the things that feels so powerful to me about my Bible reading experience is like I'm so connected to the Bible and I'm not a Christian and like I'll never be a Christian I know that that is really cool I know that I'll never be a Christian, but like, it just feels like I, f- it feels like almost like I'm getting away with something. Cause it's like, totally. I'm, I'm taking a lot from my experience of reading the Bible and not, and I'm not a Christian. Like, it's like, it feels when like I'm- you're more connected to it in so many ways than like, I would say most Christians, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like- well, it's like your relationship with the Bible, like not you Peyton, but like 
me talking to um, a hypothetical Christian, it's like uh-huh. your relationship to the Bible is so limited by Christianity. Yes. You know, and like it's also like, Christianity doesn't even require that or most like versions of it don't really require that much of a relationship with it. And so anyway, Wait, uh, so we didn't even say we're doing second Chronicles. Now. We are doing second, second Chronicles. Um, I did want to take a quick moment before we get into it. So we did a few shout outs yes. recently and we got some feedbacks about them. We got burned. And we got a little burned. So I want to take a second to shout out Ian Kenyon Hearts, uh, Ian Kenyon one Hearts. of our biggest fans and avid listeners who I'm just going to be really transparent. Courtney shouted out several episodes ago, but I was editing and I had to edit it out for time. And that was, I think, rude of me. I think it was, you know, at the time it didn't, uh, it didn't seem rude. It seemed like, oh, well, now, you know, we'll never know. But when somebody's as dedicated as Ian and then we're shouting out other also dedicated fans, yes. I, I get it. Ian, and it was know, a really casual shout out. Yeah. So it felt like easy to edit out. And then the la- when we did a more formal one a few episodes ago or last episode, I can't remember. It was a bit more formal. Correct. So I wanted to formally shout him out. Yeah. Formal I also shout wanted out to, Ian. to shout out. Wait, who? Okay, so Gary Robbins, thank you, Gary, and Alec Marchant, thank you, Alec. Do you have anyone? I want to shout out Hannah Lee. Hannah Lee, I want to second that. Hannah, if you're out there, it made me so happy talking to you about Peyton's um, singing with the lawnmower and just hearing that that meant hearing that that story meant a lot to you as well made me so happy. And that's really me too. Yeah, that story is really like, I think I connect with it. Like I can still laugh out loud when I think about you singing. I love that. And yeah, that story did get like a pretty good response outside of um, (laughs) this. Yeah, we love our listeners. Yeah, we do. And if you want- It's crazy to me. (laughs) If you want a shout out, like let us know. (laughs) It's not hard to do. No, text us again. There there are definitely a few people who really are super up to date oh I would love to shout out my sister as well who doesn't listen oh God, as frequently, but she is involved and in the mix and thank you for that um okay so this week we read second chronicles in some ways I wish well I'm it's I'm very curious to see how you feel about it but in some ways I wish I could just like forget about it chronicles so we're back in the game we're back in the bible and like it's really weird because I was like, I'm so happy to be reading the Bible again and reading second Chronicles. Like I just felt like sad and almost embarrassed for second Chronicles because no, me the person who wrote too. Yeah. The person who wrote first Chronicles was like on one, like they were like Beethoven cranking out like this like prodigy. amazing. Yes. A prodigy. It's like virtuosic. And then second Chronicles was just like, it wasn't first Chronicles. It wasn't Kings. Like it, some of it, it felt was- a little bit like referential to the way kings first and second kings were written but like it really sucked it was like, like the biggest dud in the goddamn world and it I, was a dud coming off of first chronicles it was like what the fuck actually it was so when i first started reading it i okay so basically second chronicles i would say 85 to 90 percent of it is reiterating information we have already read so they're yes. going through Solomon again. They're going through like a bunch of kings that we already knew about. They're like doing all this like retelling of stuff we read in Kings. Yes. And but like some of it's really even more confusing. And I had a moment where I was like, am I like rusty? Am I feeling confused and also like bored because I haven't been reading the Bible? And am I rusty? Yeah, I, don't I think think that's the case. I don't think that that's the case. And I thought about that sensation a lot because I 
had the exact same one where I was like this. And the other thing is first Chronicles was also a rehashing. Like it was going over like stuff we had already read about, but again, it was so, it was written in such this weird way that it, it felt nice to read it again. And this, it was like, it felt like it wasn't, it made everything that was already so confusing, even more confusing. And it makes me really worried. Like the Bible is getting really stuck in the weeds here because I think it is like aware of itself to know that like, this was kind of a complicated, hairy mess to try to explain. And it's in second Chronicles, it's making the mistake of trying to explain it again and further complicating and muddying the waters. You it's know what kind I mean? of like, like when like, someone tells a story and like it's confusing and then their friend tries to tell it and make it make more sense and it actually makes less sense. This is what it, that feels like. You're like, stop. stop yeah, stop, stop. it's like Just you move have to on stop. from this, this shit. We kind yes. of got it. So yes. like, leave it be and let's get to something else. Yeah, this is exactly what I wrote. Like in the beginning, I said, Okay, this chapter one of Second Chronicles, it starts, it's like, and Solomon, the son of David, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my fucking God, like we're back again at Solomon already. Like that just happened in, in Kings. And then, and then I, and then, so this is what I was writing. It was like, are we ever going to get through this part? They need to let it go. And this is what I think is vital. They need to trust that the reader will have some understanding that is at least functional enough to move forward. But if I was starting to get anxious because I was like, are they just going to continue trying to make this clear? Because if they do, it's only going to get muddier and muddier and muddier and we're not going to be able to go yeah. on. It gave me a lot of anxiety. No, no, beginning. me too. I, I truly felt the same exact thing. I was like, fuck, like how much, how many more times are we going to have to read this? How many more times are we going to have to yeah, try watch to make someone sense try to explain it? And also like, I was getting scared that like, the rest of the Bible is going to be, be this. going to be repetition of shit, which I think like, honestly, a lot of it. I think be. a lot of it is, but it can't be no. like, but is it? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know like not all of it. Cause like There's I know Jesus, enough of the Bible like... and stuff, but this book gave me a lot of anxiety. It's also like when I was reading it, I was like, I don't really know exactly how we're gonna structure this episode or yeah. like what you were thinking, because it's literally regurgitation yeah. of information we've already we've already read we've already talked about and whoever's listening has already listened to us talk about so and tried to understand it's like if yeah. we try to explain it again it's like we're doing the same thing that we are mad at second chronicles for doing totally and my so notes kind of, like make me look crazy honestly like i don't even yeah i mean there's a few things that like i picked out that like weren't in other books or that were kind of new or like rephrased yeah that I was drawn to so like I don't know if you want to like go through the whole thing or like where's like your first note um I had a lot of moments actually where I was reminded and it may have just been like I was noticing because I actually read this like a week ago the book and so today I typed up my notes just to refresh and I noticed that a lot of my notes had corresponding like pop songs that I were like, this is like this. And I'm wondering if it's just because we were just on a road trip listening to so much music. Oh, maybe. I, because each time, like, for example, the first thing, and this is like crazy. When I retyped this note, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I wrote new moons and solemn feasts. I thought that was like a nice phrase. Like in, in mm-hmm. one of the first things, all I'm pulling out here is like phrases and like weird yeah. little shit. I feel like fragments, but new moons and solemn feasts reminded me of hell nose and headphones like it's oh. <laughs> it's really just the it's really just like the cadence of the phrase, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. new moons and solemn feasts and kind of like but the it, no like, it like, really does it hell nose it, and headphones perfectly 
And like, I was that's like, so funny that that's the first thing you're bringing up because my first real note is in in chapter three, and there's they're ta- so basically like they're talking about Solomon building the temple again. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that, but on the ceiling there's like fir trees and like things made of gold. It says they're on uh, and set there on palm trees and chains. Mm. And my first note, my notes says that that reminded me of DJ Khaled. I was Uh like that imagery, like golden palm trees and chains together. I was like, DJ Khaled. Is that who you say it? I think DJ Khaled. Khaled. Anyways. DJ Khaled. So it's funny that my first note is also like about. I think. A pop. Yeah. I mean, my brain. Whatever he is. My brain was on that in that place for a lot of us too. And so my, another note I had in um, chapter three, and maybe it's related to second Chronicles or something, but okay. Have you like sustained any Bible injuries? Actually, like, no. Okay, because I think I'm getting something that I'm calling Bible thumb, which is I read my Bible like kind of propped up uh, like on my thumb. And then sometimes I read, like hold it. So I'm, my thumb is getting strained. And also I think my pinky is getting strained. Like it hurts. Oh, sometimes cause you're holding it like a- I'm holding you it. You might hold another type of book, but it's a big book. It's a bigger book. Yeah. And so like- I'm whole because I like to read my Bible like laying in bed and so I'm like mm-hmm. holding it kind of and it's hurting my fingers like I'm kind of scared I'm getting arthritis from Wait, holding that's reading the Bible kind of cool I think it's cool like I'm getting a sports injury from reading the Bible well so my I, I'm really interested in that because I actually I can't really read it like sitting back because I'm trying to take notes so I, I honestly read it a lot lying on the floor mm. or like in a half child's pose sort of where like my legs are tucked under me and I'm on the floor like kind of crouched over it oh my god that sounds really and it's really not comfortable no but it's but I don't really like reading in a chair I never have uh-huh. um, and like because I have to take notes I can't really like sit back in bed with it so it's either like lying on my stomach or like lying with my legs yeah completely pulled up under my chest like a bug yeah so I feel like you're either gonna get a hip injury you're gonna yeah. have bible, bible hip I or you're gonna have, have bible back. lower back you have bible. bible back I have bible back I have bible thumb bible pinky you have bible back and bible hip yeah I, I didn't really think about that but that's I, specific to this experience because I don't read other books like that because I don't have to take note or I'm not usually taking notes so I can like relax yeah I'm actually just having this crazy memory oh my god yeah okay Hold on. So there, ugh, this is disgusting. I just Googled it. So there is actually a something called a Bible cyst, which is also it's which is a ganglion cyst, which is oh. on your on your wrist, and it's called a Bible cyst. It's called a Bible bump. People have it, and it's like a bump around your wrist, kind of near that bone that sticks out in your wrist. Mm-hmm. And it comes from I'm like reading an article right now from the BBC called "Should You Bash a Bible Bump." When you get a cyst. Oh, I've heard about that. It's like you like <gasps> hit them really hard. Yeah. And smash it? Yes. That's like a thing. I've seen videos of it. But I want to know why it's called a Bible bump. Oh my God. Ew, ew, ew. Okay. It's not from reading the Bible. It's because you're supposed to hit it with a Bible. Oh my God. That's actually so fucking cool. That is so crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Also like why a Bible? Why not like a dictionary? I know like that's a, really weird. I always assumed it had something to do with reading the Bible. I mean, that would make no sense, but um, <laughs> why 
it sounds painful. I don't know. That sounds gross. And I guess there were probably Bibles before there were dictionaries. Oh, maybe. But like, were they smashing their cysts? I know. Did they have Bible bumps before they had dictionaries? Dictionaries. Oh, that's a good question. That's Um, sick. But anyway. So in chapter five, they're talking about it's still like boring temple shit. And in verse nine, they're talking about how the poles that were the poles that they used to like carry the ark into the temple are there still there to this day mm-hmm. and that's like the I mean that's not the exact wording but that's yeah well let me just read it because I don't want to like I've seen that in other places in the bible too yeah, they're still there to this day they were not seen without and there it isn't to this day and like this my question here is about like timeline and like how the Bible is often trying to situate us as readers and like the objects or people they're talking about within time. Yeah. And like saying something like unto this day, it's like, wait, what does that mean? Like those are not there today, obviously. Right. But like, we're we reading this would I I literally was like wait they're still there and I was like no because (laughs) the fucking person who wrote this wrote this shit like that day a million years ago (laughs) and like they were still there then yeah it's just there's moments like that that are really strange and confusing that I think a good editor would have been like no like don't do this yeah or or maybe like I mean it also it's like maybe they didn't really think that people would still be reading the bible this long like we don't or, really know what that. I guess maybe was. when he, whoever wrote that verse was writing it, maybe he was writing this shit as like a letter or a script that was going to be read to someone or a group of people like within a very like specific period of time, and it like happened to make it into the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe. Like I mean, wrote- I kind of. I think it's more about like to this day. If a writer writes to this day, it means to this day, the time of writing. That's what to I me. think too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, but it that's does like read in a really weird way because you're like, but this it thing? Seems, it seems like a like a, a phrase that you wouldn't, it feels like very fiction. Like that doesn't seem like a, like a phrase you would see in a text that was meant yeah. to be interpreted as nonfiction. Right, as the word you know? God. Because like in, yeah. a, in a you know in a fiction book it's like to this day and you're like imagining some like fantasy world where like whatever there's no real rules but this is like okay well where are they <laughs> <laughs> where are the poles anyways um, that was just a um that was another question oh okay I had a note again so the Queen of Sheba comes back and okay, like I, now we've done all this research yeah now we've done all this research. I'm like, we've done all of this research. Like literally you Googled it and I like heard you. And also Ian Hart's texted us about her. Yeah. Like I have done zero research, but anyway, like Queen of Sheba's back. Now I know like they did hook. That's what people like think. And so reading the story though, it feels like, and I don't, we don't need to like read over it. It's very brief, but it feels like, do you know when you watch like a kid movie, when you were a kid and you watch a movie and like you kind of know something is going on. It's like before you know what sex is yes. and like before you know anything really. And how, how is that communicated? Cause that's what this story felt like actually. It's like, it, it's not, it, there's no words that are exchanged about this but you just kind of know between two people like they are doing something yes. like it's kind of like Lion King obviously has that famous like King when- Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, can you feel the love tonight? Have you seen like, Road to El Dorado? 
Mm, I'm sure, but I don't remember. There's it. like a there's like this really hot girl who like lives in Eldorado, and there's this like very well. I mean, it's like beyond suggestive, but like as a kid, you don't know what's happening, and then you watch it as a doll, and it's like she was like sucking this guy's dick, and oh my like, god, pops up. But like as a kid, you're like something's up. Okay, it's funny that you said that because verse twelve, I literally underlined and wrote this feels like sexy undertones. Yeah. Um. So verse twelve says. And King Solomon gave to the Queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever yeah. she asked, beside that which she had brought unto the king. So she turned and went away to her own land, she and her servants. It's like King Solomon yeah. gave to the Queen of Sheba all her desire. It's like, it's sex. Hello. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean, though? It's like, there's nothing that, like, because you could see like a person being like, no, like, he gave her whatever she wanted, like gold and glasses of water or whatever food, like, yeah. you know, like, cause that's what they like do yeah, in the Bible. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. she gave her, they give her cedar planks and like jewels and rubies. But it's yeah. like, like, when no, you, it's like, the, a, it's like being a kid where it's like, you can't, it. yeah, you can't fool me. Like, I know it. No, I know. Something's going on, even though I don't know what it is. Yeah. This, so anyway. this retelling felt like Sexier. even more suggestive than the original yeah. and felt like a confirmation even though we kind of already knew that they were doinking. Um, and then, okay, in verse 12, I also had this other note that was like, the Bible is no longer the only book. Because at first it was like, okay, at first when we were introduced to like the Bible question, the bitchy question that was like, and are not the rest of the acts of whoever recorded in the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. But yeah. now they'll be like, this was in the, in the Chronicles of the prophet Nathan or something, you know, where they're like, bring up these other books and those are not books of the Bible. Yeah. And that so is weird. It, it made me, it was like, Oh, now it seems like the Bible is not the only book. Whereas for a while, it seemed like the Bible was the only book. Well, okay. The other thing, I mean, this is like sort of related to that, but um, even just like in verse nine, verse 12, like where it's like queen of Sheba, she turned and went away to her own land. She and her servants more and more were, were getting these like alternate, timelines introduced of like I mean this one seems like more prominent or like one of the most prominent but it's like oh wait there's like a whole other country world land yeah. where shit is going on yeah that isn't really being recorded and she had her little cameo and like I guess I can't really remember right now but I'm sure there have been like maybe a few others but not maybe not really yeah I thought I think that this book become it's like the bible becomes more aware of itself or not the Bible becomes more aware of itself. It almost like admits at one point in this book that like gods are created by men, including the God of the Bible. Like there, it, we'll get to that, but that was like one thing that I was like, okay, this is actually kind of an important development here. Uh... Wait, and then we got the next thing I got to, like I started to get really like upset and depressed when I got back to, I'm sorry, I, I can't even, I can barely even say it. Jeroboam and Rehoboam. I, I'm, Brain fucking like Peyton smoothed out. No, we can't. I I like can't. Like, who are they? Who are they? I don't know one thing about Jeroboam and Rehoboam, and I never will, no matter how many times I feel like I read their names and like my mouth dried up. And like, I know my eyes, I like fell asleep. I like had a bad dream. Like, (laughs) they need they have to drop it. Like, who is Jeroboam? And then it's like. And then the only thing worse than trying to read again about Jeroboam and Rehoboam is immediately then trying to read more about Abijah. I don't 
know who you are. No. I don't care. No. I don't care. Nothing happens. And so then like that was when I, it was like, that was a low point for me. And what chapter are we in with that? That was like chapter 12, I think. Yeah. I mean, then, my, I just like, uh, yeah, I mean, like one of my notes for 13 just says, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I said, Jeroboam is back, question mark. I hate this. Yeah. Like it's, I can't. This was a lot of this was honestly torture. And I feel bad for Jeroboam and Rehoboam, the people, because it's not their fault. Like no, whoever they, they were, were like having a good time, whoever they were, that's fine. The Bible pushing them on me in the way that they, it does. That's the problem. And it makes me hate Jeroboam and Rehoboam. And they probably were totally fine. So anyway, the next person I took note of is Asa. And I don't even like really remember what was going on with Asa. Again, another like of that crew where I'm just like, don't talk to me about them. Uh, but like one thing young. I did note, one thing I did note in his story. Well, the thing that's so annoying is the thing that keeps happening is somebody's the king of something. And then they either do walk in the ways of the Lord or don't walk in the ways of the Lord. But if they do walk in the ways of the world, the Lord, they don't do it perfectly. So then the Lord punishes them. And if they, or they like, it's just like, that's all that happens. It's no, like, I know. they do where they don't. And nobody fully does it one way or the other. And you have to kind of like parse through it. And it's like, I don't care. None of this. You could have just said in one verse, there were a series of Kings that like either did or didn't walk in the ways of the Lord and God dealt with them. It's like done. You're done with this. Now we can have another story about like Elijah killing bears or whatever, like do something crazy. No, we have to do this. I mean, this is like a slight jump. I can't, I don't even remember where it is in the book, but there's like, I think Solomon or fucking Hezekiah, someone does like a prayer speech to God and is basically like, please be forgiving. Please be a forgiving yeah. God. Like when you're, when your people cry out, listen to them and answer their pleas and God answers. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that. But if you're not exactly. completely perfect, I actually won't. And it's like, yeah. yeah, we know fucking bitch. Like you've said the <laughs> same thing over and over. And like, also it's, nothing you're saying nothing yeah. and it sucks because the bible repeats itself and god always repeats himself so like when you hear these things over again you're like wait did you say this twice or did the bible just tell me about you saying this twice that's true and yeah, like either way cool. i think it's like when no it's not just the bible god does it all the time and like we learned it from him <laughs> but sure. like um, and we're made in his image so like and we're made in his image so we're repeating ourselves but yeah. that the thing that i did notice about the asa story the, the note that i took is that it is funny because god is like such a bitch but at the same time like it seems like he absolutely can't resist when somebody calls on him and is like i'm sorry please oh yeah and like the degree to which i would abuse that if i was like in the bible times like constant like just doing anything i wanted and then be like oh my god no he's like a simp he like literally like all these kings are like fucking shit up worshiping false idols horrible like tearing like shit crazy. down burning incense at the altar god's like you're gonna be like murdered by the assyrians because you're such a little idiot and then they're like but wait they're like i love oh. you and, and then, then God's like, like, okay, you're right. I'm going to be nice to you. And it's like, get a fucking backbone. I know. Do what? It's like, do pick. You have to pick. Like, otherwise the people are going to continue to abuse this Which attribute of yours. literally what they're doing. It's like yeah, every yeah. person does the same thing. Yeah. Every person does the same thing. Oh, I did love the phrasing in chapter 16. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was really cute. It's the eyes like of the Sauron Lord. from Lord of the Rings. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Um, and then also in 16, you know, my brain was trying to find anything it could do uh-huh. to get out. So in 1612, it was t- 
talking about, I think Asa was diseased of his feet. Yes, I know. I've heard that down too. And like, I really like, you know, thought about that for a while, like being diseased of his feet. And like, I do really relate to that feeling because I have a premonition that I'm going to either die from something wrong with my feet or something wrong with my teeth. Interesting. Yeah. I have a lot of like foot problems, but I think I wrote down his feet. I wrote feet disease. I'm so curious, like what it is. Yeah. I I mean, I wonder what it is. I have like like bone structure problems. It's not a disease of the feet. But like what kind of disease does your foot get that will kill you? I mean, I guess like flesh eating bacteria. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what he has. I think that like, I think that I would die of my feet because like basically like my feet would become so painful that I like, couldn't walk around and then um I feel like it would it would start a domino effect of yeah. health problems like and it wouldn't all your be... bones would eventually just be like crinkling yeah it would start a domino effect of like bone osteo kind of like you know muscular problems yeah. that would eventually lead to my death and then with teeth I think that like one's just gonna rot and the infection will be so bad that um It'll, like go into your head it'll go into my brain like I don't really know how it works but the two ends, the teeth and the feet. That's interesting. Me. I've never really thought about what how you're gonna die. Kill me. I always imagine it being something like bigger, like an accident. Ooh, that's yeah. Scary. I think mine's gonna be a slow burn from the teeth of the feet, but maybe yours will be an accident. I, mean, I can that see that for sad. you. But I hope if it is, it's like I'm old and I don't have any friends anymore or family, so no one's like yeah. sad. Um, Everybody's got to go somehow. I feel like an accident. True. I mean, at least it's fast. Okay, so, and then it says, well, he got in trouble for this, which is another thing that I, I wanted to bring up. Sorry, I just interrupted you. No, 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 no. please, please, please. One of the things he got in trouble for was that he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians about his feet. Like, yeah. instead of asking for help from God, he went to the physicians. And I was like, that's a really crazy reason to like be in trouble. If physicians exist and you're like, oh, it's a very like Christian scientist, like, you know, um, is that or, how that the Church of Christian Science, isn't that what it is? Where it's like, they I don't, don't really know much they about don't them. treat they don't treat any diseases. They just pray. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. They like don't really believe in doctors. Yeah. That's crazy. So maybe that's like where this kind of Ew. stems from that. But anyway, the word physician, like I know it's just a translation thing, but the word physician reminded me recently when we were with Alex, our friend, mm-hmm. if you're out there listening, when we were with you, Alex said physician instead of doctor, oh, just in, in conversation, he was like, they're physicians. And I was like, that is a Kate Blanchett, like high Oops. glam elegance decision to make to say physician instead of doctor. That's just like, it's really like, really beautiful. It really feels like it's like, you know, an in style magazine or some kind of like Marie Claire kind of like weird thing where it's like an instant switch to upgrade your look. It's like switch out the word doctor for physician. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm now hearing it repeatedly. It's like, I'm realizing how like nice of a word it is. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a pretty word. I really uh, noticed it when Alex said it. I was like, well, because I would feel like imposter syndrome if I was said physician. I'd be like, I'm tr- wait, that's the wrong phrase. Whatever, uh, I'm trying to like be something I'm not. Yeah, but when physician. when delivered effortlessly the way Alex did, I was like, okay, that's impressive to me. Is is physician interchangeable with doctor for like any doctor, or is it like a specific? Maybe thing? not. Probably not. Like maybe not mental health. Because it's like physical. Interesting. But I don't know, actually. Research project. Research project. Um, so then, oh my God. And then in chapter 17, there was this, these three people. This was a slap in the face. It was a, a verse about Adonijah, Tobijah, and a third character, Tob Adonijah. 
And it's just like, fuck you. Wait, that's funny because there's also in 17 someone named Jahanathan. Like, Jahanathan. J-E-H-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Jahanathan. And I that really like caught me, got stuck for a second. Uh-huh. Like it's Jonathan, but Jahanathan. Jahanathan. But it sounds like someone who's like, I'm like mad at someone named Jonathan and it's like uh-huh. Jonathan yeah like Jonathan. Jonathan you know like that kind of like yeah. whiny. and <laughs> totally. I kept imagining like a high school girl being like Jonathan Jonathan you know what I mean yeah it's but just amazing. The, the name in and of itself too like Jonathan Jonathan really, it's yeah. really good Jonathan I knew a kid they named Jonathan yeah I knew a kid named Jonathan like in Mississippi growing up and he when he was he had like a speech impediment when he was a kid and he so he said his name Bonobin like until he was like oh like kind of old I mean he was very comfortable with it was a story he told everyone he's yeah, like yeah, yeah I used yeah, to yeah. like think my name was Bonobin and I just like love the name Bonobin that's so interesting because it's like replacing the J <laughs> and the TH both with B sounds yeah Bonobin that's kind of cool <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, moving on from that, I guess. Um, and then in chapter 18, there's this moment that I, I underlined some words. It was, they sat in a void place and hundreds of prophets prophesied. And it's like, that is a really intense image, like a void place. Wait, and wait, then, sorry. I was looking at my notes. Can you say yeah, that again? Okay. They, I'll go to 18.9 because it's, it's in there. But um, I am so desperate to get out of this section of the Bible. I know, me too. It's like, like torture. All of this, it's, it's really not, I mean, we're almost done with it. But anyway, 18.9. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, sat either of them on his throne clothed in their robes. And they sat in a void place at the entering in of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. But they had already mentioned that there were like a hundred prophets or something. But I just was thinking that is so like stark, that language and like interesting to me. They sat in a void place. You're like, what is, what is that? I know. And then all the prophets prophesied before them. And I was also like, that's too many prophets. Like we've talked about this before. Like it seemed like there were just like tons and tons of people who were prophets. And like you don't have a hundred prophets. And then this moment also gave me spelling bee vibes. Like I was imagining oh it my set God. up like like a, a spelling bee like each prophet comes up to the mic and gives their prophecy and then they move on they're letting too many people be prophets like yeah. they don't need to it's a little more important than that like it's kind of like it's prophecies yeah you know? i mean it's, it's not very like different than choir later on in this book which like what we don't need to fucking follow the order of like no, 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 no. this book whatever so like later on in the book whoever whatever king like we've already been through all the details of the shit right now we're just trying to get through but like later on in this book they do i think it's like josiah and they find that book of the laws we've already talked about this when they find the book of the laws of the lord and they're like holy shit we've been doing everything wrong and then so they they make like a huge scene of and it's really cool i actually did like this part of the book that they um make this big show of like fixing everything. They like clean everything up. They like clean for 16 days and they have this like big performance and they're like, we should do a Passover just like the ones they did with Moses, like the first Passover. And it feels, it felt to me very much like high school musical, but actually the Olivia Rodrigo show that you're talking about where it's like, we're the Israelites 
and we should do a Passover like the first Israelites. And they're like, we're going to do the best Passover ever. And they like, you know, they're sort of like playing, they're sort of doing a play of Passover. They're kind of just like reading this book and finding out what it is. And so for those of you who didn't know this, I didn't know this, Peyton told me about the concept of the Olivia Rodrigo show that's yeah. out right now is I think genius. Like it's I think it's insane. It's completely genius. So genius. So like you, can you explain it? Okay. So there is a show called, I always forget what the title of the show is because it's so crazy. So the show is called High School Musical colon The Musical colon The Series. Wait. What is the name Start over? of the show. High School Musical colon The Musical colon <gasps> The Series. Okay. That is so fucking it's genius. Fucking genius. The thing that sucks is like, I tried to watch it and it's not very good, but who cares? The concept is so good. I don't really, it doesn't matter to me. So the show is about the high school where the original high school mo- high school musical movie was filmed. So Olivia Rodrigo is playing a student at the high school where the original high school musical was movie just was filmed. filmed. Yeah. And in this show, the one I'm Olivia Rodrigo's in, the school is like, oh my gosh, we've never done a stage production of High School Musical at our school, which is crazy because the movie was filmed here. And so it's about them auditioning and putting on a production of High School Musical at At the fictitious high school where the movie was. It's honestly like- It's so fucking good. It makes me like mad. It's sickening. It's sickening. And there's a, the like drama teacher is played by a woman who was in the original High School Musical movie. So it's like these insane complicated layers that are like so interwoven and like the way it's like fiction and reality TV movie are like all intersecting is like beyond comprehension to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I can't believe it. I think it's so amazing. And something about, it reminds me of that is, I really want to watch it. It sucks that it's not good, but that's like one of my favorite kinds of premises of a show or movie I really, I'm thinking of this movie. This is a movie that I was maybe the most obsessed with in my life as a kid. Get Over It. Did you ever see the movie Get Over It? Okay, so it's got like Kirsten Dunst and Ben Foster. Oh, I love that. And Mila Kunis and Martin Short. And Martin Short is a drama teacher. And so the movie, there are other things like this, but the whole movie is about that Ben Foster's girlfriend breaks up with him and he's like really sad And she starts dating this other new guy at the school. And the whole movie is about the school is putting on a production of Midsummer Night's Dream. And Martin Short is the drama teacher. You've probably seen it. And they like, they sing these songs, but basically the movie is about them interacting around this play, but then you actually see the performance in the movie, you know, and they kind of like blend together. No, it's, that's like the coolest shit ever. It's the best thing ever. And the Olivia Rodrigo thing sounds even cooler because like, it's cool when it's Shakespeare, but like when it's high school musical, yeah. yes. like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Also there, she ends up getting cast as Gabriella. Of course. But she's also she's kind born of born like to play Gabriella. Gabriella character at the high school. Like she's of course. Like, I don't know if she's like a new girl, but she's kind of like shy and like whatever. And like trying it out. And it, of it's course, truly like, I hate like 
meta but it's like whatever that it's like meta well but it's so cool to be meta about something as random and as stupid as high school musical like that actually is cool it's yeah, like it is cool it's like thank you like thank you so much I feel yeah. like honored to be in the world with this well and also like now it's like spawned this huge pop star that's like yeah already incredible it's like just everything that's woven into this show and like the concept of it I'm like completely fascinated by yeah and I'm also really interested in that like it doesn't seem to be popular I know people know what it is because of her because she's getting really famous but like I don't think people watch this show yeah I really love that about it too that it's not it doesn't seem to be like a smash hit no like it's random it's a random like really weird show it's like that was really weird that you guys did that we should try Um, but um Okay, and then there was another thing that I really like. I'm just going over notes to see the things that I like. And there was this one part that I like too where, um, okay, so at the spelling bee, sorry, circling back to the spelling bee, um, all of the prophets were lying. And remember this weird element, they're all lying and they're all like telling Ahab to go to battle. Oh yeah. That he should, that God thinks he should go to battle, but it's actually God using the prophets to make them say that, to make Ahab go to battle so that he'll die in the battle. And it's like, that's very shady and weird of God to do. And it just doesn't seem like in line with what usually happens, but um, it's fine. So Ahab did die in battle, whatever. But also I feel like Ahab has died at least two or three times in every book in a different way. And it's like, what, who is he? I I have no idea who he is. There's this other battle where Judah goes, Judah goes into battle with the Assyrians. No, no, no. With Ammon and Moab. And they go into battle and instead of, like fighting they just start singing and praising the lord and then moab and ammon start getting in squabbles and fights with each other and they all kill each other and judah never has to fight the people of judah never have to fight at all they just like dance and sing like and do all this crazy shit and then the other people just kill themselves and then after the other people kill themselves the like people of judah just go and like steal all their shit and it, like, there's so they much. They all die. And then yeah. they're like, oh, great. And then it's like walk in and they're like, okay, we're going to take all your stuff. Yeah. And it's it like, says they, they spent okay. three days gathering all the jewels in their stuff. Like they took so much yeah. stuff and they just like, because they were like dancing and singing. And it reminded me of, or I was just seeing them as, you know, in the movie, The Witch. Yes. When the little boy is dying and he's like saying all of these things. He's like, oh, he's dying. But he's like, Lord, I see the place. Like I. I feel the feelings in my body and he's kind of like writhing in this like really ecstatic way. That's so scary. I don't really remember, but. Well, I just imagine like, and he's like touching his face and like, he's having this, it's kind of like really sexual almost. And like, he's experiencing this like religious ecstasy and like saying these things about the Lord. And I just imagine all of the Judah people like doing that. And then everyone just like killing themselves. I mean, it's a really like haunting like Like, battle and they never fight next to each other like two brutally murdering murdering each other and then the rest just like singing and dancing that's some like demonic yeah it's insane oh and then I took another note when I was reading this part I was reading it at work so I've actually taken (gasps) my bible with me um on the subway didn't have it out but I had it in a bag and while I was at work and while I was eating lunch, I was reading the That's Bible. exciting. And it was a big, it was a big step for me, taking the Bible somewhere else. My Bible's been everywhere. Um, but I, I'm excited that yours has like gotten out of the house. Yeah, it did feel like really weird. Like it felt crazy to be, to have it. 
Go ahead. Sarah. I think, I think, well, I think second Chronicles being boring actually helped because I was like, okay, at least I'm not like into this. Yeah. No, you know? well, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's like you, like, not that anyone external from like <laughs> you and your Bible yeah. would know, but like there is yeah. some comfort. And like, if for some reason someone asked or like looked over your shoulder or like could feel your energy, the energy coming yeah. out of you while reading, like it would be just like, whatever, not like yeah. this fascination. Okay, the, uh, that reminds me the I the weirdest place I've read mine so far is actually I read some of it on at a new beach. Oh my god! In Portland, I went to the beach by myself, and I did not get nude. Not that it matters, but a lot of other people were, and I was reading my Bible. Oh, that's kind of that's, cool. I didn't really cool. like think about that in any way yeah. beyond what it was, but that was. Oh weird. my god, that's cool because the Bible is so all about covering up your part. And I was out in the open with the nudies reading my Bible. Like, so I have other notes, but they're all pretty like boring. There's there's someone's mother. Oh, okay. Azahiah becomes king, chapter three, whatever, boring, boring, boring. And he acts badly at the encouragement of his mother, which Ooh. I think is like kind of cool. It's like yeah. it's like evil mom, like very like the witch from or the whatever she is from Snow White, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, isn't that her mom or her aunt? Whatever. And then her, his mom like tries to destroy the whole royal of family, the whole royal family of Judah. And like she succeeds, except this is this has been mentioned before, but this is like a new context. Like Joash escapes with the help of other people. And he's part of he's like a young kid of the royal family. And the previous the previous time we read this, it just mentioned that he escaped during all the turmoil, but it didn't mention that it was her sort of like doing that yeah. led to all this and eventually like like there there's a new there's like this confusing plan where they secretly crown a new king without this woman his mother Azahiah's mother knowing and then she's really pissed but then they kill her I was like refreshed by the presence of one a woman but yeah. also like a scary mean mother figure yeah scary mean that was kind of like newish yeah and yeah fresh and, and also like felt very I don't know it feels like kind of like pop fairy tale pop yeah it's kind of like tale. yeah it's like fairy tale like evil like mothers and, to, yeah. you know like that kind of shit and yeah yeah I was like strongly identified too with the evil like mother figures oh yeah I, I originally wrote down her name I remember they didn't say it but anyways I really um I enjoyed her while she lasted yeah they killed that, her like honestly by the horse gate they did what it's like just one little detail was they killed her by the horse gate. That seems pretty brutal. Which I like. Yeah. Not even like and a then, um, I had one other thing that was like in chapter 20, there was Jehoram, which like, again, yeah, Jehoram, no, no. But anyway, Jehoram, quote unquote, caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication. And I, the just the wording of that was so funny to me. Like he caused them to commit fornication. I like missed that. It reminds me also of like on The Sims when you could make your Sims have oh sex. And like once you figured out you could do that, you were like, um, I'm going to make them have sex. And like you couldn't really see them doing anything. You just knew you were kind of doing something bad. But okay, that is so, okay. Even though I knew I wasn't going to see anything, sometimes I was like, maybe this time like it'll show I'm going to see. And yeah. Like, I also didn't even play The Sims that much, but I, 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 that was the main thing I wanted to do was make them have sex. And every time I was like, maybe it'll show more. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to. It's like 
coded into the game. Yeah, it's like there was always this like glimmer of hope that like I was gonna see something sexy. Yeah, I Um, had that like I didn't have the game Sims. I would just play it at like one friend's house and like basically, but I played it a lot. But like it was like making like making the Sims have sex, and then the other one was of course like making them take a shower, and then yeah, you had the code where you could move the like blurry thing more of the shower because. The showers where they would like pixel out their like yeah naked. that's okay because the sex they didn't even show anything right I don't now I'm like not maybe I'm like mixing it up but no you, you could, could make, them, make have them have sex you definitely could but I think I'm thinking of the shower because it would be like them naked but with like pixels over their like the junk and yeah. every I was like okay go take another shower maybe this time the pixels won't be there yeah like okay you psycho desperate horny freak like um, i have to see this guy's like i want to see like, this like butt. pixel dick uh, um oh wait okay so he makes the people commit fornication and then elijah who's like the timelines are all mixed up it's like we have already said goodbye to elijah elijah already like went up to heaven but now this book is like elijah predicted there'd be a plague on jehoram because of making the people go quote unquote a whoring and the plague that came upon him was that his bowels fall out day oh by day. God. Like day just, by yeah. day. This, okay. First question is like, how do you make them fornicate? That's a weird like I know. thing to anyways, but when Elijah came back, I I I think I truly like shut my Bible for a second. I was like, I have to take a break. Mm-mm. Like I cannot yeah. have Elijah back in this book. Like we have done it, fucking moved on. Yeah. Luckily it was brief. But yeah, I was really interested in his bowels falling out. And I went, this was a moment where I went and read it in another translation because I was like, am I like, what else could what this possibly be? It's the same thing. Intestines I think or something? I think it's, no, it says bowels. I think it's like intestines just like somehow came out of his butt and he died because of it. And like, that's a hell of Or maybe of somewhere else, but probably his butt. Yeah. I um, mean, where else would they fall out? His belly button? Maybe, but then. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, it's his butt. It's his butt um it had to be his butt yeah that thing like what you just said with elijah like having to close the bible i feel like that is my takeaway from like second chronicles where it's like that feeling of just like first of all reading the bible is not easy like reading the bible is hard and the only solace i mean there's tons of solace because a lot of it's really good and it's really fun to talk to you about it but like one of the main forms of solace of the bible is like progress you know you're kind of like i'm making progress I'm yes. getting through it. And yeah. this book really was kind of a mind fuck because it was like, this is not a short book. It's like 30 pages mm-hmm. about you're not getting anything new. And you're actually a lot of the people that we have already put to bed. Like we're like, okay, Elijah, goodbye. I'm done with you. Now he's back just doing stuff, living, not mm-hmm. even like, no one's talking about him dying. No one's talking about anything. He's just like predicting stuff. And it's like, oh no, like all this work, it, it starts to feel like, it gave me a lot of anxiety because it was like a lot of the, the progress, it feels like, you know, you're building something and it's like crumbling away. Like, it's like, no, no, I really thought I had, not that we have a perfect understanding of what's been going on, but it's like our, even our functional understanding is being tampered with in this book. And it was, it was unsettling. It's kind of like getting feedback on like a project or writing assignment or something that you're like feeling good about and yeah um feels like in your mind kind of like almost complete or something and then you get feedback from someone or something and it's like actually like you kind of need to start over or like totally like rework this and it's like it's like a stomach rock yes like sweat feeling and like yes. that's how this kind of felt where it was like 
wait, we've like done all this work. We've like come so far and like we've progressed. And now we have to like do all this like backtracking and sort of like refigure out all this stuff that we've spent weeks figuring out. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was a really bad feeling. It was a bad feeling. And that's exactly, you have, that is exactly it. It's like the feeling of, for me, it feels like, yeah, working on something, writing something, showing it to like, you know, somebody giving you feedback. And for me, it's almost, it's like the feeling of like, oh, you not even necessarily that they're being like, this isn't good. It's more just like, I did all this work and it, it's not making sense to this other person. I think I'm kind of saying a similar thing to you, but it's, it's less to, for me, the feeling of like, I have to like restart and figure it all. It's more just like, oh, all my work was, it didn't build anything, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a second. This to me was this, out like, of control big thing. And like, yeah what I'm, what I'm understanding now from like you or whoever is that like, this is completely like full of holes and just like floating away in in this really frustrating way. Cause it all of a sudden it's like really untethered and just like meaningless or something. And like, that's how, yeah, that's how this book felt. It was like, it just felt like if the Bible was like a brick, like it was just like breaking into pieces and they were all like floating away from each other. All this, like this, like shit that had been holding it together, like this, book like broke it apart and yeah um like turned it to dust and made me feel like honestly really crazy yeah me too it made me Um, feel really crazy and like that element made me feel crazy and then also the element of like a new king comes up and he's like and then he did bad and then they're like oh and then the next king will come this actually drove me crazy it's like the pattern of this king was bad and he made all these idols and the next king would come and he would clean up all the idols and every time and this has happened in so many books, throw, it's like, and he threw them all into the brook Kidron. You know, the brook Kidron <laughs> for, for the readers, Peyton just rolled his eyes and it looks like he's about to cry. Um, but the brook Kidron, I don't know. I guess it was like a brook that was nearby. And they always, if you, now that I've mentioned it, you're going to see it everywhere you look. Anytime yeah. they round up all the idols, they throw them into this brook. It's like, how deep is the brook? You need to stop throwing everything into there. It reminds well, me of. I, I like, yeah, I'd like, I think a few times meant to look it up. And then I was like, I just, I can't, I don't care enough. No, it's stressful. I never, I didn't look it up. I'm just like, whatever it is, if it's a river, if it's the ocean, stop throwing. It's like the, it, it triggers my really um, bad, like wasteful anxiety thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to waste, which you know about mm-hmm. like, I can't like waste food, like any, like throwing anything away. just really stresses me out. And so a lot of times when I'm in, when I'm in the business of acquiring something, all I can think about is how I'm going to eventually get rid of it or yeah. something. And so it keeps me from like bringing things into my home. Like I, I'm like, Oh, like it's just more stuff. So now as I'm reading this book, especially it's like, it gets me, it stresses me out so much. They're like, they're building idols. And this one was building idols. And I'm like, yeah, I know exactly where those idols are going to end up. They're going to get thrown into the fucking brook. Yeah. There's like so much carelessness in this book. It's like, I know the, the characters are being careless and they're like production of crap and they're like destruction <laughs> of crap but then the, like whoever wrote it it just feels also careless and like and the way that it feels like completely unnecessary to the bible to me the most unnecessary book so far because it yeah. truly is a complete like reiteration of shit we already know but also like just careless in the way it was written it's like it's confusing like it seems very rushed yeah like whoever wrote this book like really didn't care that much about it it's really bad it was a it's a a weird book to I mean it's so funny because I was very comforted getting back into this and the reading but also like a weird book to restart because I was like 
fuck totally like yeah it was a this yeah it was a horrible book to come back to after a break because of that feeling too of like I had been feeling like I was learning and like moving and making progress like you're saying and then we took a break and now coming back from the break it's like then there's the other fear of like did I forget everything like did I become a stupider reader of the bible like did I it's it's it makes me really question myself and be like what am I doing but I have to just believe that like it's gonna change it will and I mean the thing the thing that kept kind of like giving me a little bit of hope is we've felt this before yeah you know it's true um and we've come out of it and like I think first chronicles is a great example of that like kings yeah you're totally right like um and then first chronicles was like mind-blowingly yeah fun yeah Um, and we were not expecting it we were like starting i think both of us were starting to feel pretty beaten down and then we got that so that's coming again you're totally right really rejuvenating so it'll come but it yeah it was a it was a rough like restart for sure where okay i like i am absolutely comfortable ranking it dead last me too me too okay (laughs) yeah Um, second chronicles currently second samuel is last yeah ruth was last but i guess it's not anymore Second yeah. Samuel, well, because the thing is that, and now I'm like, oh, was Second Samuel worse? But actually, Second Samuel like made me mad, and this one didn't even give me the joy of like being mad. It just made me feel like not pissed off. It made me feel just like, uh, like it was a dude. really for me. It was a very like steady, even irritation throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like kind of more like a mosquito bite versus like a bee sting. Like a mosquito bite, you're like, yeah, oh, it's annoying, oh, it's itchy, but it's like so doable and like, you know, whatever. Yeah. That was like this book. And, it, and the mosquito itch lasts longer too. And then like the bee sting is like an intense, crazy experience. It doesn't last as long and like is kind of like cool. It's like kind of cool to be sung by bee. It's yeah. Like, that is second Samuel was the bee. This book is the fucking yeah. mosquito. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Like millions of times. <gasps> I've never been stung by a bee. Are you serious? And yeah, never. And I'm like terrified of bees. It's so weird how that like some people who are fully adults have never because like I when been have stung, you like? I mean, I think the most I've been stung like recently, like I think in the last couple of years. I remember like being at summer camp once and this girl getting stung by a bee so bad, like she got stung by a bunch of bees so bad and she had to go to the infirmary, like. Cause it was like, she got like so many bee stings. Cause she like stepped in a beehive or I don't even know what the fuck happened, but it was like the whole camp was talking about it. You know, like when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, like Catherine, like she like covered in bee stings and she was like in the infirmary, they had to go to the hospital and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, it was so, I was so jealous. Like <laughs> I mean, it, it was like, cool. no, Wait, I mean, like I was that. like, I would kill to be taken I, to the hospital for getting stung weekend, by tons of bees. There was one weekend we were camping. Um, my family and my cousin was there and we were there for like, I, I mean, whatever, four days. On the first day, my older brother got stung by a bee. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the second day, my cousin got stung by a bee. And I was like, wait. And like, I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. And they were kind of like, you know, commiserating and also like proud of their like little bee sting club. Oh, yeah. And then the third day, I got stung <gasps> by a bee. And it was like, so, I was so relieved yeah. because I was like okay now I can like get attention I can be yes. part of this club um and it's the thing is it's like it's it's crazy and like kind of dramatic to be stung by a bee oh my god basically like it's not that bad well okay obviously if you're allergic at like one time my sister got stung on her hand and her hand swelled up like so crazy big but Ugh. mine have all been like pretty chill one time I got stung in my ear when I was like a little kid 
Yeah, that is like getting sung by a bee. That is actually the difference with Second Chronicles and Second Samuel. Second Samuel is getting sung by a bee because at least when you're sung by a bee, you can talk about it. Like you have a story. When yeah. you get stung by a mosquito and like you try to, if you tried to like tell if a story about getting a mosquito bite, oh you God. get laughed out of town. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. no one cares if you have a mosquito mm, bite. No, but I would listen to endless stories about getting stung by a bee, I think. Yes. That's like, ex- that's exactly the, yeah. the perfect analogy. One time, this is a one last bee thing and then we can sign off. But one time when I was a kid, this is my most vivid bee memory is that my sister, we were like swimming and she started choking. She was like choking on water. And she was like, <gasps> like, you know, when somebody's just like fucking yeah, yeah. bugging out, like choking on like chlorine water or whatever. And she was like, ran, she got out of the pool somehow and like, was like, like crazy. And then she, and I was still in the pool. Like, so I was like at ground level, you know, like my eyes were at ground level and she goes and like through, like coughed up all of this water. But then like also in the water that she coughed up, which was right in front of my eyes, was an earring back, like the back of an earring and a dead bee. Wait, what like it came doing? out of her mouth. Like, I don't know. I think she was like swimming and like inhaled an earring back and a dead bee. I know, but and, was like, she like sucking the bottom I of have, the pool? Like, I, have no, I have no idea. That's like, I know I know it was like the craziest thing and I was like at the level like you know when you I could see it like it was yesterday like it's a crystal clear image came out of her mouth came onto the like gravel you know okay okay. yes the concrete so but you know how like some pools the ground of the pool I don't even remember where the pool was anything about it it's such a close-up memory visual memory of like the ground of the pool was like that stuff that it looks like gravel, but it's like fixed in concrete, you know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And that's like so familiar. The pool had like a plasticky kind of like white lip. Also and so, so and I was like, and it was all wet, you know, because it's all splashy. And I was looking and then she, it just all came out together and the water and this earring back in the bee. And I was like looking (laughs) up at her and I was like, oh, and she was like, I'm okay. And like, walk away. And I was like, um, no, you're not. It's crazy too, because like, that isn't that weird for like a kid to do something like that you know what I, mean? I know like, yeah totally. about it now it's like that's the most psychotic shit ever and then like when you're a kid like stuff like that happens all the time just happening right in life yeah like constantly like it's like just one for the books like oh yeah like the bee and the earring back came out of her like water gurgle yeah today. like yeah and like actually you've made me understand it differently because like I've always been like, I have no idea how that could have happened. The only way that could really happen is if she was kind of like swimming along the bottom of the pool. And like, like sucking up. Yeah. Sucking the water. <laughs> like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Like, like, uh, or like those fish that like clean. That's exactly other what fish. I was thinking. Like the fish that suck onto the sides of the fish tanks. Like, because the, the earring back is not going to float. No, exactly. She like stirred up the bottom and was like sucking it's it. Sucking it up. <laughs> I mean, that's how it happened. Like, like so gross. I know. I was so gross when I was a kid. Probably was too. Actually, no. I think I was like less gross than like some kids, but I was less gross than a lot of kids. But I still remember being gross. And like, I remember like eating like dog food and cat food, like whatever. Like that's like never did that when I like when I was a kid. I feel like I just did like all kinds of gross shit for no reason. Okay. Well, we should sign off. Yeah. Um, so glad to be back. I love me too. That. Well, I hated this book, but I still I hated love the Bible. Book. I still love this Bible. I still love I you. Love Next you. week we're gonna be reading Ezra, which to me the name Ezra has something to it. I'm excited. Yeah, I know if that 
already like is sparking a little something yeah ezra like i want to talk about ezra me too all right right, well thanks for listening guys yeah see y'all with ezra bye bye